All right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join us is my next guest, Acacia Parks, and she is an authority on positive psychology and the science of happiness. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling in. I read about you on the Happify website, and I thought, oh, my, my show, Get the Funk Out. I'd love to talk to her about positive psychology and things like that. Perfect. I'm glad to be here. So tell me, how did you decide to focus on this, uh, the science of happiness? You know, I actually started off being interested in depression, but uh, as I started to look at the research about how, particularly how depression can be prevented, because I think there's a lot of effort thinking about how to treat it, but not really what to do for folks who haven't gotten depressed yet um, and are at risk. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that a lot of what people were doing was giving therapy to people who weren't depressed yet, and nobody wanted to do it. Oh. And... Uh, because, you know, therapy's hard. It's right. work and uh, involves thinking about your problems a lot. And mm-hmm. when your problems aren't big enough that it's really messing with your life, people don't have that motivation. And at that time, positive psychology was starting to emerge as a possible alternative. And <clears throat> when we started to work with it, um, my graduate advisor, Marty Seligman, who was just starting to think about um, kind of unifying a field of teaching well-being, when we started collecting data and saw that it was working as well as these other approaches, but people liked them better, um, they worked harder and felt more into it, and they didn't ever have to talk about their problems, it just kind of blew my mind, and uh, I was sold for life. (laughs) Right. And how did you get involved in Happify? So I was giving a uh, well, I was giving a speech at a conference about my dissertation research, mm-hmm. which was an online intervention for improving well-being. So you can kind of already see the connection. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> at that presentation, I was complaining about how the state of the art seemed to be, if it's on the web. Uh, that that's, you know, really advanced. But actually, you know, when you put something on the web and people just read text, that's not super engaging. People drop out a lot. Um, And I was, you know, kind of putting out a call for thinking about what we know about gamifying uh, experiences and how to make things really interactive and integrated into people's lives. And the uh, Tomer and Ofer, who are the founders of Happify, were out in the audience thinking about doing something like that. Perfect. So they approached me right after my talk and asked if I'd be interested, and I was, you know, skeptical because mm-hmm. business can, you know, sometimes it's not really about the science and about, you know, making sure what you're doing is working. It's about money, and uh, sure. they really won me over in those initial conversations, and we uh, we started building Happify. This was back in maybe 2011. That's a really impressive site. I mean, you got a lot of experts on, you know, positive psychology and the science of happiness. It seems like a great I'm very network. proud of it. Yeah. I had uh, Dr. Oren Davis on last week. Oh, sure. And, and he had mentioned you as well. And I said, oh, she's coming on the show. So, perfect. <laughs> Tell me something, um, because I mentioned the theme of the show is get the funk out. And I am also fascinated with how... You know, we go through these ups and downs, and some people can be pretty resilient and bounce back from things that happen, whether it's a career or personal funk, where others, you know, we get pretty low. Do you have advice for people that, are, that go through tough times on how to be maybe resilient? Sure. Actually, I just saw a really, uh, I was at a conference yesterday and saw a fascinating talk about this mm-hmm. uh, by Michelle Tugatti at um, Vassar, and she was just talking about kind of the, <clears throat> the five things that make up a resilient person. 
but it's, I mean, to me, the thing that I would say about everything we know that makes up somebody who's resilient is that those things need to be in place before the bad thing happens. Oh, yes. So the advice is not really something you want to give at the time that the stressful event is happening, but rather at the, you know, kind of before that, um, as while things are good, what are the kind of positive resources that people can build up so that when something does go wrong, they're prepared for it. Yes. Um, so in that talk I saw yesterday, which I thought was a really nice way of u- utilizing this, um, uh, Michelle talked about uh, doing things that build up your social networks. So um, when something good happens to somebody else, being able to hear that and be happy for them and engage with them about that good news means that you're going to have a stronger relationship with them, which means that when something goes wrong for you, you can lean on them because yes. you were there for them in that good time and help them savor that victory. They're more likely to want to, um, you know, kind of go out of their way to be for you, be there for you in good or bad circumstances. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you express gratitude to other people, they're more likely to feel appreciated, which means that when you need them, they're more likely to come through. Yeah, I call that my toolkit for getting out of a funk. Like you have this set of tools and or a network of people that you can go to that, you, you know, you don't feel yep. like you're drowning when something happens. Um, do you find also, because um, I'm also fascinated with teens, obviously, you know, things can be pretty emotional and rocky for teens Do you ever offer advice to kids, or do you have any advice for teens? I actually started off working with uh, college freshmen, so it's kind of late teens, but it's a population I spent a good amount of time with. Yeah. And uh, one of the really cool pieces of research about stress, and like a lot of the times, you know, resilience is all about how you react to stress. Do you look at it as a challenge, or do you look at it as a threat? And... So uh, one of the big things that I think we see in uh, young adults is that they're, you know, just deciding how they're going to deal with it when bad things happen and what kind of label they're going to put on it when mm-hmm. bad things happen. Right. Um, are they kind of trying to brace themselves against bad things and prevent the bad things, or are they kind of just living their life and, like, if a threat comes up, they're going to deal with it? Right. And what we find is the more resilient people are the ones who are only dealing with threats when a threat is in front of them. They're not worried about a threat that might come. Yes. They're not worried about a threat that happened yesterday. They're really only worried about a threat that's in front of them, mm-hmm. um, which <clears throat> is physically healthier because the stress system is not going crazy. But, um, you know, and people are u- learning all of that as young adults, yes. right? They're learning those patterns yes. at that age. So it's a, it's a really good, valuable time. <clears throat> because it's sort of, I, I've noticed at least the times that I've worked with college freshmen, that the the average trend is people show up kind of distressed and they end up getting pretty distressed over the course of their first year. It's just a stressful transition oh, yeah. time. Yeah. So it's it's really important to uh, kind of teach those skills as that's that transition is happening to prevent that uh, increase in distress that seems to happen on average. Yes. By the way, I want to thank you because I know you're a little under the weather and I appreciate you coming (laughs) in. So thank you. I want to add that I have teenage girls and I try to teach them that even though things happen sometimes and they feel like, you know, it's the worst possible thing, it's a lesson. And sometimes bad things happen, but it makes us more more resilient or teaches us something and, and something better comes along as a result of having to close the door on something else. 
That's absolutely true. And also, I think, <clears throat> you know, going back to that idea of whether you label things as challenges or threats, mm-hmm. that what you choose to think about what's happening to you determines something, you know, some huge percent of what, uh, you know, how things go for you from there. So if something happens, for example, socially, yes, I mean, which I think happens right. a lot with teenagers, you know, oh, yeah. They're, you know, hiding their phone under the table, uh, engaging in some Facebook drama while you're trying to have dinner. Right. And, uh, you know, your child's thinking to themselves, oh, this is a disaster. I'm never going to come back from this. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, right. But there's also, well, huh, so there's been this misunderstanding in my social network. How am I going to fix this? Right? right. If you right. have this idea that you're capable of uh, affecting the situation, that it's just a challenge, that it's a thing you can deal with, it's the exact same situation, but your labeling changes everything. And, you know, people learn whether or not that's true or whether or not they're going to believe that's true right. by the conversations we have with them when they're children. Right. I know we only have a few more minutes, but I do want to have you back on because you have a lot of great advice to offer to the show. Tell me about where people can find out more about you. Habify summarizes everything that I uh, study and care about and mm-hmm. even has a bio about, about me personally. So um, I always like to direct people to Happify.com as a, a starting point. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been what I've been pouring my energy into for the last several years. So you can really kind of see a good reflection of um, my academic beliefs, what I think uh, is important for well-being and um, kind of what I believe in, which is getting these research-based techniques to the general public, uh, and a lot of it is free, which was an important part of, I think, all of our beliefs was to, you know, get this to the general public and not put a, a price barrier. So That's great. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's how I found you on Happify, and I had to do a little digging to, to get to you through somebody else, so I appreciate you um, connecting and being on the show today. Before we wrap up, do you have any advice for people that are in a career or personal funk? I mean, how do you stay positive? I think the, the most important thing that I can tell somebody who wants to improve their well-being mm-hmm. is that like exercise, it's a habit. It has to be a habit. It has to be something that you work on every day. Um, <clears throat> it's not hard, but it's not easy either. I mean, you, it's not going to be something simple, but I think a lot of times people are looking for a single thing that they can do or something they can do for a week. Right. And as anybody who's ever tried to diet knows, any of these kinds of fad diets that say, oh, yeah, you can do this for a week and you're going to lose 30 pounds oh, or whatever, yeah, like those are lies. Right. Right. <laughs> the only thing that really is going to change your health or your weight is to exercise regularly and find something you like doing. And the yes. same thing is true with well-being. There are a lot of paths to improve your well-being, um, pull yourself out of a funk, but you've got to do it regularly or like exercise, you're just going to go back to where you were. Right. I actually faced something pretty traumatic over a year ago. I lost my dad, and uh, what I would do every day is walk, and I would listen to music. And that really helped me get through a lot of you know, tough moments, emotional moments. Yeah, that's what we call a savoring experience, right? So that's one of the categories of activities on Happify where you're just trying to get out of thinking about the past and the future and just Mm -hmm. be in the present moment doing something and doing it fully. Right. I know we have to wrap up, but I, again, I would love to have you back on again and uh, throw out your website one more time for people. It's Happify.com. Perfect. And I did put you up on the blog and, uh, this whole conversation will be up on there within an hour or so after we wrap, and that is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Thank you so much for calling in, and I hope you feel better. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. That was 
Acacia Parks calling in, and uh, she's an authority on the science of happiness. Again, she's on Happify. So we'll take a little break, and then uh, we'll be back. I have several more guests joining us. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Mm-hmm. 